Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. I mean, Wally is turning out to be the worst animated film of all time, according to this list. We might as well just remove it from the poll and then ban the people that voted for it. And our own spiritual advisor and movie insider, Protolexis. I, I, you know what? I used to be a big hater of the, oh, they, they didn't reload their guns. This isn't realistic. Maybe they're just not showing it on screen. Like, can't that be? I mean, we never see somebody take a dump in a movie. If you've been enjoying the show and 90s action month, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or rating the show on Spotify as it helps spread the word about the show. Later in this episode, my pick is featured for 90s action month, John Woo's Hard Boiled. Have you ever seen a gunfight take place in a bird cafe? Or have you ever driven a motorcycle into a dummy in the back of a moving van? It's time for us to live these dreams together. Enjoy! The animated summer is upon us, quote, from our Patreon post that Proto, the movie insider, eloquently Mm -hmm. wrote up. We're announcing next month's theme already. It's it's August theme. Animogust. I can't. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) That didn't pass the smell test during the test run. So we're still workshopping, but the animated summer will do. And Proto cooked this scheme up. You know, he, he retreats into his, like, deprivation tank. <laughs> mm-hmm. He closes it like a coffin, like he's Dracula. And he comes <laughs> up with these ideas. So, Proto, do you want to elaborate on our scheme for the first week of August? Oh, no. We've been talking about it all year of uh, just how we haven't been doing many animated movies. We haven't gotten around to them. I think one of us almost picked one. Uh, but there's been a shortage. So we thought, why not just do a whole month of it? You know, we could have done another poll or we each pick a theme, but when we were talking about themes, this came up and we all, I think we all just said, yes, typed it <laughs> to our DMS all at the same time. <laughs> and we knew, we knew this was, this was the moment. I mean, mm-hmm. what more do you want in August? It's hot out. You want to just sit down and see some beautiful 2D, maybe 3D animation up on the screen and Mm -hmm. have a good time. So that's what we're going to do. So you had put this poll together. So our supporters, our patrons are voting on six movies. We have six options. Whoever wins, whatever movie wins, that's the movie that's going to kick off the month. Yeah, the six movies, uh, for those at home following along, uh, Akira, The Adventures of Tintin, Mm. The Lion King, 1990, uh, the 90s version, the good one. Uh, <laughs> the Prince of Egypt. Oh. Princess Mononoke and uh, from Disney Pixar, Wall-E. Goodness. Wow. Wall-E is like holding the dance month 
uh, spot. Mm-hmm. Remember when like I picked Dance Month? You know, there was a there was a buzz. Yeah. There's an electrifying electricity about mm-hmm. that theme. It mm-hmm. it went down the turlet like a you like a you know what swirling the bowl. Yeah, Wally's at seven percent. Wally's pretty much out. I mean, Wally is turning out to be the worst animated film of all time, according, according to, to our list. supporters. Yeah, it's disgusting. they hate they hate Wally. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, but Was, right is now, Wally like, over? I, I don't even. I don't understand. Is. Wally is over. It's finished. Mm-hmm. We might as well just remove it from the poll, <laughs> and then ban the people that voted for it. <laughs> Wally was like my all-time favorite movie for years. Like not even just animated. Oh my like gosh. Favorite movie. I have a wow. do I have a Danny do I have a Danny Wally piece in my house? Do you? I feel like that's true. Do you? I have I done I have a Wally, Wally piece. art? Maybe it's not Danny, maybe it's another artist, another <laughs> wow. dear close friend artist. But Lion King essentially is out right now. There is a movie that's running away with it as of now. Voting is open until Tuesday, July 19th. And in the lead, this could change at any moment, but in the lead is Akira. Mm-hmm. Do you believe? I do. Imagine those drums playing during proto-synopsis for Akira. Oh my gosh. The 4K army is going strong for Akira. They want it. They want it. Danny, what do you think about this poll so far? Well, I, we picked the movies, so I feel good about this poll. I feel like it's fair and balanced, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Akira is a shocker, actually. I'm, I, even though it's a masterpiece, uh, I am shocked to see it running away with all the votes right now. Princess Mononoke, don't you have? Aren't, isn't that like one of your faves? Your head yeah. just did a tilt. I thought you were going to snap your own neck when I said I mean, Princess yeah. Mononoke. It's it's easily one of the bests. I mean, but this whole list is the bests. We made right. a list of the bests. Yeah. The best of the best. Any of these would be great. Except for Wally, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that voting is open for supporters on our Patreon until Tuesday, July 19th. Get the vote out. Rock the vote. Mm. Vote or die mm. for Animogist, the animated summer. <laughs> Still don't like it. it. Still don't like it. Before we move on, just a reminder, if you want to skip ahead to Hard Boiled, you can use the chapters right now. Let me just read some comments on this Patreon post. Princess Mononoke, right after its anniversary, question mark, Rob Stevens. Is the anniversary that close? Just happened. I got chills. Yeah. Guy Incognito commented, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) He voted for Uh, Wally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Logan, poor Wally, the greatest Pixar movie of all time doesn't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Forrest, Moses has already had his turn on the pod. The Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt, as of this moment, not in the running. Mm. Is the Bible finished? (laughs) (laughs) I can just hear the one-star reviews. (laughs) Listen, you get a feature on Apple. Those one-star reviews are coming. I would love to just read a long read on an interview, the people that leave one-star reviews. In iTunes. Ooh. Like what's in their psyche? What what it pushes you? We will put you on the show. I what pushes you to say this podcast is so bad that I need to write a one star <laughs> review? <laughs> like the, Anonymously. The, the, would love to know more about the brain of that person. Uh, but let's move on. 
Let's talk. Last week, we talked about the big meetup. Greater Philadelphia meetup just for supporters. Your VHS Village card is your entry. You need your supporter card. Mm. A beautiful card that Danny designed to get in. Uh, we got some big plans cooked up. We're going to watch a movie together. Proto might hold court, you know, mm. outside wearing, you know, his <laughs> linen gowns, his sl- his vegan slippers, and just 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 tell us how we should be living from the movie Insider. I'm getting uh, my uh, Lawrence of Arabia cosplay from Spirit <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> oh, there it is, Taco. Taco knew right in chat. <laughs> Taco had it ready. <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I am literally envisioning you wearing that at some point of the night. Maybe it's like while we're eating and imbibing later in the night, and that thing just appears. You come out of the bathroom, you're wearing it. Walking, into, uh, walking on top of the cars. <laughs> uh, so if you want details, you want to come to the meetup at the end of August. We have all the details pretty much ironed out, but just for supporters right now. Did you watch any movies this week? Yeah, I did. Um, I got to watch some movies with the kids. There's a few good animated movies that came out recently that are at least on streaming. Um, I I watched The Bad Guys, which is... I don't know who... uh, who made this movie, but uh, it's out on (laughs) Peacock. (laughs) I was surprised that it was streaming so early. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's there. Got to sit down with the kiddos and watch it. Uh, I gave it three stars. It's a fun family movie. Uh, I want to say I wasn't blown away by it, by anything in it. Um, but it's a solid watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized I don't really love uh, Sam Rockwell as a voice actor. He plays like the main, he's the the wolf in it. And I don't really love him as a voice actor. Um, but it was a good time. Danny was talking about San Diego Comic-Con earlier in the pre-show. For people that aren't a patron, we usually have a pre-show before the show and we have like an uncut episode that has a bunch of stuff after, so FYI. But Danny was talking about San Diego Comic-Con and I remember when I first started going, maybe like 10 years ago, there was voice actors that had their own mm-hmm. setup. And I don't know, I just feel like that's like still not do. a thing. No, I mean, no, no. Like, no, I mean like voice actors generally being picked for animated movies. Oh, right. Now it's it's now all, it's just uh, always like stars. you know yeah. Sam Rockwell, Chris Pratt's <laughs> the Chris Pratt's of the world. Mm-hmm. The art of voice acting is is being lost. Sad. How do we how do we save it? Can we save it? Is it savable? This <laughs> <laughs> is like the stupidest line of questioning in the, his, the history of the show. It's like we're on Charlie Rose and we're asking the big questions about certain voice acting. <laughs> the other one I watched was uh, The Sea Beast, which dropped on Netflix. This kind of came out of nowhere for mm-hmm. me. Um, but it was kind of the same deal. It was, a, it was a good movie. I watched it with my kids, gave it three stars, had a fun time. Probably one of the better products that Netflix has put out recently. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's um it's a movie about a young girl who uh, joins a um a, a a sea monster hunting crew. You know, they're uh, basically like a pirate's crew, but they mm-hmm. they hunt sea monsters in this world 
Um, animation was fantastic. It was a beautiful movie. Um, I love, you know, I love the ocean, love pirates. And if you love that kind of stuff, you really can't go wrong with this movie. Mm. Sounds awesome. There's another movie that I want to hear about. Yes, that I skipped under my radar. I don't know when this posted. Mandy, 2018. Mm. Nick Cage. Yeah, this movie, this movie, uh, <laughs> I had this on my watch list for a long time and I had been waiting, waiting for it. Um, yeah, so I sat down last night, watched it. This movie's a trip. Mm. I'll tell you that right now. This guy, <laughs> what's this guy's, this guy, this director, Panos Cosmatos. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. The, the, I, I really, I try to like write about it. I, in the review, but it's hard to, to put into words, just like the feeling I was getting that like, there were so many things in this movie that are so well aligned in terms of creating like a mood and a vibe and a sense of like the eighties, um, of, uh, like crazy drugs, yeah. a cult, a crazy cult, mm. Maybe witchcraft. I felt like I was getting witch. There was just so many like vibes happening. And then this guy kind of, this director, his style is just like over the top. But yeah. I think it really works. Like, I, I don't know. Would you just, Slim, would you describe this as like, like a kind of like a, an artsy Drug. movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, remember the, the scene that jumps out at me? Like when they first, I think there's a scene where like the, the occult people like start tripping out. Where they like kidnap somebody? I have like a vague memory of this one long shot on the like cult leader, and it felt like I was on drugs yeah. for the majority yeah. of those scenes. the The music too, which it's the same composer Johan Johansson who did Arrival, uh, who unfortunately is no longer with us. But the music was out of sight. I had an amazing time watching this too. Gosh, yeah, yeah. I think if you're into um, trippy stuff. It's it's definitely worth checking. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a horror movie. It's it's pretty intense. It has mm-hmm. Nick Cage doing some uh, scary scary things. Our sweet boy. Yep, I gave it four stars. I, I mean, I had a I had quite a ride watching this movie. So glad you finally checked that off your list. I meant to point out that we do have some new patrons this week. Fox, Andrew, J. Bill, and Robert all joined at patreon.com slash seventy mm. So they got the deets about the meetup happening in late August. They get the uncut apps. Mm-hmm. They get discounts on Danny's art. Mm-hmm. And they get uh, episodes that are available in our 70 millimeter vault, only available to supporters. Which, by the way, we recorded our hard target episode, Watch Along, <sighs> just for interns. That's coming very soon. Very soon. It's in the oven. And we also just, just locked, guaranteed, chosen our next supporter-only episode. We got big plans. Big, big. Big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a new era. Dan, did you watch anything this week? No. Let's move on. <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con Busy. prep week yeah. for Busy Danny. Week. Um, what did I watch? I watched the most talked about movie of 2022. The buzz is electric. The Gray Man on Netflix. <laughs> Stupid ass. Ryan Gosling, Chris mm-hmm. Evans, uh, directed by the 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 men who brought you Endgame. And the Russos? Civil War. Yeah, they're the directors. 
Oh. So Netflix, John, they directed it. One of them wrote the screenplay. Let me just read this synopsis. When the CIA's most skilled mercenary known as Court Gentry, a.k.a. Sierra Six, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, he becomes a primary target and is hunted around the world by a psychopathic former colleague. That's Chris Evans. So Chris Evans, he has like this mustache. His hair looks great, though. Um, He plays like um, a nutcase you know, uh, agent like James Bond. They're sent, and Gosling is essentially a James Bond. Um, but I like that three stars. You know, it's better than Red I Notice. Like I have like the stink of Red Notice from Netflix still in my mouth. Anytime mm. I watch like a Netflix movie, so compared to that, I said in my review, compared to that, this is Citizen Kane for Netflix. <laughs> like this is uh, unbeatable. Is it a like a very serious movie or is it kind of like action blockbuster? It's, there's some it's jokes. It's definitely action in. blockbuster with some like slow moments in it. Like there's so many action set pieces. It's a big popcorn movie. It's too long. It's like okay. two hours. Um, but there's so many chase scenes. There's so many car scenes. There's so many explosions. There's so many fights. So it's like, you know, the fights that people loved in Civil War, you know, like, oh, Captain America and Winter Soldier going at it in an elevator, whatever the heck movie that was. There's like a bunch of that, but with like Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and other soldiers. So it's it's just like everything they probably wanted to do with like that type of thing, like espionage and all that stuff, but on Netflix and cost $200 million. $200 million? It's the most expensive Netflix movie ever made. Inflation. Why is it called Gray Man? Because he's off the books. He's got no... He's not on the knock list. He's... <laughs> Nobody knows anything about him. He's got no history. He's the gray man. Yeah. He's a gray man, whatever the heck that means. Rooster Brothers just making up terms. <laughs> so if you got nothing to do next weekend on Netflix and you want an action movie that maybe it will make you laugh, that's the gray man. What an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be on a DVD cover anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, one movie that is very hard to track down mm-hmm. doesn't exist, at least in the States, on Blu-ray or 4K is Hard Boiled. 1992, this is my pick for 90s Action Month. I wanted to pick a movie with the least amount of whites in it to change it up for our podcast. <laughs> and I think I did pretty okay. So, Hard Boiled, John Woo. We all watched it. It's available on YouTube. Mm. Pardo, what's this movie about? Chow Yun-Fat plays super cop Tequila when his partner is killed attempting to murder everyone in a birdcage cafe. Tequila (laughs) vows to kill everyone. Meanwhile, super undercover cop Alan is working undercover with the goal of killing everyone. When Tequila and Alan's paths cross while murdering, they lock eyes and know that what they must do. In a town where every surface is coated in gasoline and every shotgun is filled with explosive rounds, (laughs) Tequila and Alan must stop the bad guys from killing everyone the only way they know how. By killing everyone. (laughs) Hard (laughs) boiled. Were we ready for Hard Boiled? Were we honestly ready for what transpired? 
I do have written in my notes at uh, 10 minutes into the movie, I wrote down, sweet Jesus, give me strength <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Jesus, please help us. It's hard boiled. us. <laughs> Danny, what's your backstory with John Woo? Is there one? Do you have any history with whispers of this movie growing up? My history with John Woo would only be MI2, I believe. Mm. And I am a champion of that movie. I love MI2. And I think it's because that was the first Mission Impossible I saw in theaters. And so that was like my love affair with Mission Impossible. But John Woo, since then and before that, I haven't seen his other stuff. It's wild to me. I, I think I've seen like Broken Arrow. Well, now I've seen oh. Hard Target. Mm. Um, Face I ha- Off? I haven't seen Face Off. Oh. Only because it just doesn't interest me. <laughs> like, I really don't care about it. It doesn't, it doesn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, my I don't really have a history with John Woo, except for the fact that I love Mission Impossible 2. Mm. God, I just had visions of like a Face Off bonus at, you know, Shock Drop. Yeah, we could face do Face Off. Do you believe uh, MI2 is probably the first time that I heard his name as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was the first. Uh, yeah, maybe it was the first of his that I saw. Um, I don't think I saw Face Off like when it came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, MI2 is probably the first for me as well. I'm pulling up his page on Letterboxd to just track things. I think Face Off is probably mine as well. I had seen Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage. Hard Target we've talked about before and interns will hear us watch Hard Target together. 90 minute movie. Um, that was a delight for the three of us to watch that. It's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Face Off, I have not seen Black Jack, but he has, you know, a, a sizable filmography before that. Um, yeah. Brian Forma, who I follow in Letterboxd, just logged Bullet in the Head with another Tony Leung movie that they did together. When three close friends escape from Hong Kong to wartime Saigon to start a criminal life, they all go through a harrowing experience which totally shatters their lives and their friendship forever. And that's like a war drama thriller action, which sounds... So I added that to my watch list like instantly. It sounds pretty cool. I was reading about A Better Tomorrow, which is one of uh, Chow Young-Fat's first movies with uh, John Woo. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I guess this is a spoiler, but anyway, so the first one they did, he was like a, like a, like a supporting actor, but, uh, he gets killed off in it, but the people loved his character so much that a better tomorrow too, they bring him back as his twin brother and he's the main actor in that. <laughs> oh my God. Which I smart. was like, God, it's awesome. I would love to do uh, a double feature of that movie, those movies. Oh, my, my first note, so for new folks, you know, as we're watching this movie, we'll write down three things we want to bring up together. We'll go round table until we give our rating and honorable mentions. So my first one is about the introduction and like the, the main like intro to the film, which is, you know, that birdcage cafe with the hell, whatever the hell that was. And then the, the scene <laughs> after that. But it was just like, imagine being a studio executive seeing this movie 
and then making the decision to say like, I want him to do the next Mission Impossible. Like that, <laughs> that idea and that just like feeling must have been insane. Like if I was a kid and had had watched this, like I would have put mm -hmm. money down to see Mission Impossible 2 like immediately. Mm -hmm. Like holy cow, Tom Cruise in a movie like this, mm -hmm. like this is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like it's, it's, it's almost like mind boggling to me that it happened and like in Tom Cruise's mm -hmm. career, like not like thinking before Mission Impossible 2 even came out and seeing this could be the product, it had to have been such a wild thought to people like before it happened. Man, this makes me really want to watch Mission Impossible 2 because I I don't think I've seen it in 20 years. So mm. now like mm. having this kind of reference point for John Woo, having watched Hard Target and this, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like it would give me fresh eyes to see MI2 now. I think I saw like, MI2 first, so it probably clouded my viewing of like John Woo's stuff. You know, like the slow motion in mm. Mission Impossible 2, the doves, pigeons, or whatever. I think I probably just thought this was like weird like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, this is strange. What is going on? Uh, so I didn't quite get it back then, I don't think. It, it really is crazy when I was watching. There's so many moments in this film, and even seeing clips from his other films where I felt like, oh, this, this is where this came from. And to think that we got a Mission Impossible John Woo movie, it, it's so wild. There was a shot, I think I have it in my notes, where he walks in with the roses in the box. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Cameron, did you just totally gank this for Terminator? Like, it's, it's crazy how, how influential so much of this is. Right. Yeah, he did. So hard-boiled, and then he had one, two, three... So he had three American movies after that before he did MI2 to kind of like, I guess, hone his skills or whatever, but pretty wild. Hold on a second, though. Al Pacino did The Gun with the Roses back in Dog Day Afternoon. This oh. is in the 70s. So please. Art imitates art. Mm. Exactly. You know? It imitates art. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, Proto, what's your number one for Hard Boiled? Um, my number one is the whiplash I got just from the the swings in the tone of this movie. Um, I love the bits with the smooth jazz, oh, yes. the smoke filled rooms. Um, you know, they're they're close. The drip in this is something else. I mean, it's <laughs> it's super nineties. Um, they kind of look ridiculous to me, but I still love it. Yeah, like you know these suits that they're wearing. Um, the bold colors, but then it, it, it just would like swing so far. Like some of that, like the, the, the I would say like the, the, where it, it seems very cool with the jazz and the slow-mo. It actually reminded me of two Wong Kar Wai movies that we haven't covered, <laughs> which is, um, the Chungking Express and Fallen Angels, which has like some really, it really similar scenes, like action scenes, um, but they fit more with the tone. This, it just feels like he, John Woo has those scenes. And then the action stuff is just like over the top, through the roof, like mind-numbingly dumb, just blowing the whole room and everyone up. Um, so it just felt very odd, those kind of moments. Mm. And then another moment is like that scene with like Alan on his boat or whatever, oh screaming God. into the void. Yes. <laughs> 
You were like, I, so when you started posting IG stories of clips of the movies, <laughs> I knew we could we could be experiencing something special. That's a rarity for you to hold your phone up to the screen and post that on Instagram. Is Chow Young Fat the worst uh, fake uh, instrument player in the history of cinema? <laughs> I love I love that the jazz club's name is Jazz Club. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching his fingers on the instrument. If I don't remember if it was a clarinet or a sax or whatever, and it was off by every every beat of the music that was being played. It was driving me nuts. Danny, what's your number one? I'm gonna start off strong. Okay. Start it. The hospital scene. And more importantly, oh my God. the the two almost three minute one shot that he does in this scene with uh, Tony and Chow going side by side through the halls. Did you catch that? My God. I, I sat up in my chair and I'm, well, I got like 30 <laughs> seconds and I'm like, excuse me, is this a one shot? Is this a one shot right now? And when they go back to back in the elevator and it opens back up and they keep going, I was just prayer was hands. I, I was just so excited because I, I used to hate kind of gimmicky stuff and I feel like one shot stuff gets gimmicky, but everything that was happening in this scene was insane. Mm -hmm. Like just an insane amount of, you know, infinity bullets in these guns. Uh, Why well, I had to read about it when that's not even an elevator, the set, when it closed, they, they redressed the outside real fast and then opened the doors again. Like what? I, That's I want, insane. I want, I honestly wondered that when they got in that elevator, I wondered right? if it was like a trick shot or something. That was cool. They just re, oh. re, redressed the set right away, right when the doors closed and they reopened the doors and they didn't go anywhere, but it made it look like they went down a floor or whatever. Like I couldn't get over how amazing that scene was. I was going to say that the, with the hospital scene is, I can't remember a movie where there was killing of like innocent civilians and hostages right. so outright in the way in this movie, like that scene where they're all in that one room and I can't remember, they're like going to start to get them out. And then the bad guys come in and they just completely <laughs> mow down the men and women who were hostages. And you just see them all riddled with bullets. <laughs> I couldn't think of a, a movie that had done that in that way. It was crazy. He annihilated them. <laughs> Even his like number one in command was like taken aback. Like his Mad main, dog. yeah. The he, he looked oh, at yeah. the boss and he's like, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> like even that guy was like, "Holy shit, we're going crazy right now!" And then he tried to like shoot his own boss. <laughs> Holy smokes! I, that scene. It's like an entire act. Like the entire third act yeah. is the hospital right. scene. Yeah. Like you are physically exhausted by the end of this movie. Like mm -hmm. I, I actually thought that when that scene started, I was like, oh, we're wrapping things up here. Uh-uh. It's no. like 40 minutes uh -uh, of nonstop action yeah. and death and, and explosions. And babies. <laughs> the whole baby plot the whole, line. The whole, the whole movie, I was like, line. where is the oh effing God. baby that he's holding? He's not yes. even wearing that uniform that's on the poster, by I the know. way. Like, he wears these, right. like, silken uh, wind pants, Linen. whatever the hell he was wearing. Like, he How just about him, like, beach. stopping three times to, like, go check on the babies throughout <laughs> this this crazy scene? There's a scene where he is, he is diving 
blowing guys through walls, like everything is exploding. Five seconds later, he like walks into like the NICU where the, where the woman is with the with the baby. He's like, hey, how's things going in here? It's like, mm-hmm. dude, you were just murdering people and you just decided to jump over to where the, the babies are to just check in how everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the One of the notes that I had in my honorable mentions were the set pieces. So in Hard Target, the finale takes place in this like really cool mm-hmm. – um, warehouse with what do you call those things the parade floats from the, the, the mardi, floats, gras. mardi gras parade floats are all in there and there's this amazing shootout where things are exploding birds are flying across <laughs> people are riding things and guns are blowing up and in this one it's the hospital it's like there's always paper flying mm-hmm. across screen there's something across the screen that is just showing chaos or they're running in between you know set pieces I don't think I've experienced that in an American action movie before. Like, and especially not in the nineties where it's not some BS CGI thing that potentially gray man has, but Mm. this is like legit real. And it's, it's 30 years ago. Am I doing math correctly? It's like, it's so hard. That just looks so hard what Mm -hmm. they did in that hospital act to me. And I was just so exhausted. Yeah. There's so many, People jumping through windows. It's amazing. <laughs> Would you have the wherewithal if you're in a bad spot to just jump out the window? Like, no. I'm, this is it. I'm going to jump out this window. I'll be fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you don't know what's going on outside that window. How high up you are. Ugh. Um, num- my number two, this is also related to hard mm-hmm. target. It's about the guns, but how about the one guy having the same gun? As Lance, oh, I thought that too—the one-shot musket thing. Yes, I—I—that was my sit-up moment. Where (laughs) so in Hard Target, Lance Hendrickson has this weird single-fire gun, and we were making fun of it. And in this movie, uh, the same uh, gun appears. So the bad guy has it. John Woo thing. Um, but the guns in this movie, Mm -hmm. like this, is a bygone era. Like this is a video game. Movie. I think someone in our Discord, uh, sorry, I can't remember who, but someone called it like a Rails, at, you know, arcade game mm-hmm. where you're just seeing a movie version. Trainer says it was me. It we was can him. cut it from I, the I don't, recording. We'll, we'll check that. We'll confirm that. But that's true. It, it does feel like one of those arcade games where you're standing next to your buddy yeah. with unlimited ammunition. This is the movie version of that, mm-hmm. which is insane. I, I, you know what? I used to be a big hater of the. Ooh, they they didn't reload their guns. This isn't realistic. But then, you know, maybe they're just not showing it on screen. Mm, right? Cut for time. Like, can't that be? I mean, we never see somebody take a dump in a movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, all these people aren't taking dumps. This doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're not going to show the reloading of the guns. Okay. I came to terms with that. And I think everyone else should too. Mm. The movie Insider mm-hmm. has spoken about movie dumps and ammunition. Danny, what do you think about the guns and the constant shooting and death? It's funny because I forgot that for the plot of this movie for a bit, <laughs> I forget that it's an arms dealers mobs going head to head. So every time I see the amount of guns, I'm like, oh yeah, 
they're arms dealers. There's going to be boxes of guns hidden everywhere, like that warehouse intro scene where they're hiding it in cars and mm-hmm. all the things. So I don't, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I have, I, I have a good time watching it. Right. It's ridiculous. I mean, every bullet exploded. It didn't just like pierce a wall of drywall. It blew it up. <laughs> There's a great shot too in that warehouse scene. It's with Tony. And I think Chow had just repelled through the roof and the camera tracks Tony like jumping through the back seat. And it's real quick, but it's really nice. Like there's a lot of really nice little tracking shots that he does. There's one in the, in the T uh, opening battle where he's going down the, going down the, like the, the hall of tables. And it's just all the guys just slowly getting shot as the camera goes by them. It's really nice. I really liked it. Proto, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is the the chop shop scene, mm. uh, which is just uh, insane as well. So the bad guys, Johnny Wong, in the beginning of the movie, he's he, he kind of goes um, to um, wipe out this triad boss um, who uh, Tony's character uh, Alan is is working for undercover. Um, so they go raid this chop shop that they have where they have like these guns and stuff, but they, they go in and they just destroy everything. You know, I'm thinking, you know, if we're going to try to take over this guy's warehouse, why not try to preserve mm-hmm. some of this like merchant valuables, but yeah, the merchandise, like you could turn this for a profit. He's a businessman, but they just go in and, and de- <laughs> destroy everything. Um, and not of you know, not all, I'm not like, I was like you, Dan, I wasn't really sure all the time what was going on in this movie. <laughs> And I love how like Chow Yun Fat's character gets there, and it's like it's like him versus a hundred yeah. people, <laughs> and he's like, I can take him. <laughs> you know, and he, just, he just like repels through the roof and goes uh-huh. goes goes to town. It's crazy. It's like Batman in Batman '89 coming through the raft, yeah. coming through the <laughs> right? rafters, and he just repels down. It, and again, that reminded me of the John Claude scene where he's riding the float. And somehow still yes. alive and wrecking people. Like, there's no reason why that you should no do that reason. or that should work, but it somehow it does. Where's the motorcycle scene happen? Is it is it in there? The, fa- oh, the yeah. fabled IG story that you posted. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, that's where he has the exploding shotgun rounds. Well, my favorite part about that the the the, the thing that I found so funny is that you see um, um, Tequila. He rides the motorcycle into a like a tractor trailer and just lays into this guy but then you see a shot from the backside where he's like up against the boxes and there's clearly a dummy like laying <laughs> yeah. on the ground with its arms like in a way that's impossible and the motorcycle just like keeps revving into the boxes <laughs> it's just an amazing shot that it's shot like i verbally said yo like out loud <laughs> when that guy got wrecked by that motorcycle coming through that it's like this the stunt coordinator had just like threw the dummy like in front of the motor they had to time it right where he's like i'm just gonna throw we're not gonna prop him up (laughs) (laughs) it's just that that was the one thing happened so fast uh danny number two i'm going back to the hospital real quick because there's when we get to the point where uh chow tequila is finally holding the baby Chow catches on fire oh, and yes. he gets to the window 
and he's trying to get his his his, his linen uh, dockers have caught on fire from the ankle extra, to the to the extra knee. Extra wides, extra wide <laughs> uh, boot cut linen dockers <laughs> have been lit aflame, and he's stomping, trying to stomp. He's holding a baby in one arm, a gun in the other, and all of a sudden, the fire gets put out by what looked like water going down his leg. But the baby pisses on him and puts out the fire on his legs. And I was in awe of this writing. Who yeah. thought of this? Uh, the fact that they did it, he calls it a little piss pot and thanked the baby for putting the fire out on his legs. I was, this is cinema. <laughs> this is why we go to the movies. This is it. Mm-hmm. Where is the cut of Nicole Kidman watching this scene in the AMC theater? <laughs> right. Exactly. The the baby stuff is so wild. There's a scene where they're rappelling outside trying to take the babies to the to the ground level and get the babies out. And there's one guy who is rappelling down holy he gets shot maybe 50 times he does not drop the baby though he's getting like eviscerated his body is going back and forth he's getting shot and he still manages to bring the baby down insane yeah those snipers on top of the hospital they are just killing mm-hmm. anything that moves they weren't missing uh my number 3 let's see we talked about the third act the guns um going through my honorable mentions real quick how about when Tony shoots that real cop? That Yo. stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that guy who's working against the bad guys, doing his own thing solo, and then Tony like accidentally shoots him. Holy smokes. I feel terrible. I'm trying to think if there's any, any of these honorable mentions that's worth bringing up for my number three, but I don't think so. Um, the stunt, well, the bird cafe. We should probably just talk about the bird cafe. Please. Like what, what is going on in there? Take me there. Ever, why would you ever want to eat in a cafe that just has like birds, potentially bird droppings hovering mm-hmm. next to you or above you while you eat or drink? And but the, besides the point, the cover the cover shot of the movie is is in there where he slides down the stairwell, <sighs> leaning on the the hand the what do you no, call no, that? No, 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 no. He's running, sliding. Oh, you have right. to look at his he's legs. He's still running too. He doesn't <laughs> but he's just also slide leading the over the rail. It's so good. That was an amazing stunt mm-hmm. to kick things Gosh. off. Gosh, there's a lot of sliding in this. There's, I think uh, Tony Leong, Leong like rides two gurneys in the hospital. <laughs> oh, and then he goes through the. He comes out of like the oh, the more yes. uh, cubicle or whatever that thing is. Yeah, <laughs> they slide out guns ablaze. Nobody How was about in that. the tea house? When uh, tequila gets covered in flour and he puts the gun to the guy's head and pulls trigger and he's covered, he's already like covered in white powder, but then the mm-hmm. blood splats all over him. What oh a shot. Oh my God. Holy yeah. cow. It's that crazy. was nuts. Proto, number three. Yeah, I guess all I have is like honorable mentions. Oh, I love the part. So th- the whole reason this scene happens at the hospital at the end is because they built a fortress under the hospital <laughs> to hold right. the guns. Of course. And at one point, Johnny Wong, he says, turn on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, they rigged up this, like, you know, gas, this poisonous gas, I guess, to kill everyone in the hospital if they needed to do that, which is a wild choice. Mm-hmm. Johnny Wong is just out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He's a sick um, Oh, I loved. Oh, so one thing I thought was really cool was the way they communicated to um, the police 
with the with the code in the song. Oh, Remember that? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I think that was that was um Tony Leong's character would mm-hmm. send them like a numbered cone. Yeah, and then they it would be a it would be a like a tune to a song and then that would be like the code to have the message or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but those computers in there. <sighs> man, I just I just wanted to like sit down at one of those mm-hmm. those consoles and just the clicky Be clacks there. of those keyboards. Oh, the clicky clacks. The MS DOS. Oh, God, MS DOS. I was so huge into MS DOS. Getting that on our like Instant first computer. Hacker. Oh my mm-hmm. God, you felt yeah. like you could do anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. You could. Um, there were some great lines. One of the lines I love, the police chief, he says, um, if you obstruct me again, I will castrate you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. What a line. line. <laughs> um, and there was one other thing. What was the? Let's see. Oh yeah. So the way that when he finds the book that has the gun inside of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! By, <laughs> what was like, that? There, that was insane. <laughs> the he's there for like two minutes, and he's like, hmm, "There's a there's a like an outline of a book around <laughs> the blood. Of course, like this book was picked up, and then nothing." Uh, I, I don't know, but he goes and he immediately finds the book mm-hmm. within like two minutes. And there's the gun. Amazing police work. by <laughs> Fat. Amazing. My line in my notes was lol. He finds the book. How? <laughs> that scene. Yeah, I could smell the blood. Uh, Danny, uh, what's your number three? Number three. Um, the boat scene is oh. incredible. Oh, the, yeah. and also, Tony getting, or excuse me, uh, Alan getting shot in the back with the shotgun, oh my but gosh. not dying. Yeah. Like, was it buckshot? Like, what was that? It looked like, I was like, oh, damn, Tony's out of the movie already. I'm sad because I was really liking his character. But then he's not dead. He got shot in the back with a shotgun, but he's, <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, I thought and he, he survives. But it. that whole boat fight is nuts. Also living on a boat in my next life, please. <laughs> Yes. God, you just be like Tony wearing your. I would, uh, I'd be exactly leg, like Tony. <laughs> wide leg khakis, just resting on that ground floor. Men's warehouse suit. <laughs> uh, the rest of my honorable mentions. Oh, I also had a line. Yo, he shoots that guy as he's covered in powder. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim using the handcuffs as a screwdriver was yes. nuts. Oh my gosh, that I was pretty crazy. Too. He just cuts the bottom out of the wall. I don't even remember that. I don't even know why I wrote that. Sliding off the slabs, we mentioned, damn, he shoots a real cop. These stunts are nuts. I had a great time watching this. Mm -hmm. I can totally see being an American executive getting like legit excited. Like, come over here. Let's make some things with some American stars. Uh, One call out too in my notes, the one woman in this movie and she's in charge of the babies. Probably could have made her do a few other things. I think she had some cool scenes towards the end. Um, yeah, she gets smacked, and then she just eviscerates that guy with the pistol. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Four stars for me. Had a great time. Hard-boiled. So glad we were able to watch this together. Proto? The one other scene that I loved was uh, the eye patch guy. Mad uh, Dog. The assassin. Mad Dog. Uh, I like how he he just put on the doctor's scrubs just to throw the guy down the laundry chute. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
and then he, he takes them off immediately. Um, but yeah, I had fun with this movie as well. Uh, I mean, it's it's a wild ride. Like you, you pretty much. I feel like it's a movie you gotta watch at least once. Got to. Um, Got to. <clears throat> but yeah, I was kind of conflicted with some of it, where I thought, uh, I thought some of it, like I, I don't know, like it felt like pretty corny at times. I mean, the, and the story isn't that great. The writing's kind of weird, but you're not really watching it for that anyway. Um, so I, I give it three stars, whatever. Three stars. Three Proto. stars. Uh, let me check my, oh, uh, when um, Tony's character goes in before he kills the guy in the library, he uses a handkerchief to turn the turnstile, mm-hmm. but then rubs his finger down every spine of book. <laughs> Before he gets to his book. I don't know why that struck me, but I I was like, I had to write that down. Um, handcuff wrench, piss pot. Yeah. Um, I had a great time watching this as well. It's it's not a five, it's not a five-star movie, but it's definitely a four-star movie. Oh. Had a great time. Hard boiled in the books. 90s action month. We're so close to hearing Danny's pick. Right around the corner. Mm. He's locked. He's never been locked harder on a movie than he is right now. These memes of me in my basement, I don't even know what to say anymore. Who is in the... You're not even involved anymore in this. <laughs> I'm not even in it really there. I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> All right, so we have a voicemail. I'm going to play it. You can shoot us one at 70mmpod.com. We have links on how to do that. Hey, everyone. Be in here. Sorry I haven't left the voicemail in a while. I've been pretty busy with work and have been trying to work on my new live journal movie blog called The Movie Outsider. What do you think of it? I think it's a pretty (laughs) cool name. Anyway, I'm calling in to let everyone know that I'll be voting for The Prince of Egypt under no pressure of anybody else and really think that everyone should vote for that too. Uh, There is a specific villager, Bex, I think it is, who really wants to win, and she seems like a pretty cool person, so (laughs) we should vote for that. Anyway, thanks for the show. Talk soon. Goodness. So that was from, quote, Bean, who allegedly has no relation to former producer and guest of our Stranger Things episode, Ian. I'm doing air quotes, allegedly. What do you think the, like, we have a private villager channel, villagers only, that we don't look at. It's muted forever. What do you think the tone is in there today with this voting situation? It has to be insane. Has to be. Do you think Bex, Bex has a history of learning how to sway the violence. (laughs) She has a history of violence. Emotional violence (laughs) in our discord. Do you think she can do it and sway the vote to Prince of Egypt, Proto? Uh, it, it was done in the before. What was the movie that was, they swayed something. Was it dirty? Was it for, no, um, sh- I think it was attack of the clones. Did she sway the vote for interns too? Or I, I think it was flash Gordon. Wasn't it? Didn't they? Oh like my something? God, flash or Gordon. maybe it was twilight. I think Dave might be right. Maybe it was twilight, but this has happened before. Yeah. So it's happened before. I don't know if she can do it again. Let me just ref- let me refresh the voting. I just want to see if there's been any change. Wow. No change. <laughs> <laughs> Not one change. All right. So just a reminder, Anim August, the animated summer for August, the winning movie will kick that month off. And then from there, we'll pick our own movies. But before we do that, it's Danny's pick for 90s Mm -hmm. action month. 
I know I gave myself this rule of picking movies I haven't seen and you guys haven't seen. When it comes to 90s action, we've seen a lot of them, okay? The ones we haven't seen, we already know they suck. And I'm not going to end this month on a dud. (laughs) So I'm picking a movie that I've given five stars. I'm picking a movie that Slim has given four and a half stars. Picking a movie that Proto has not rated or seen, allegedly. Death sentence. So next week, we're going to be covering Heat. Oh, my God. What? Mm -hmm. We're going to end 90s action with a bang. (laughs) I can't believe it. I didn't even know that was going to be in the running. Oh, Oh my God. We're going to do it. 4K. Amazon. He's already looking for the 4K. <laughs> Michael Mann, 1995. He heat. did it. It's time. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, is this the biggest episode in the history of the show? Could be. Oh, it could be. Move aside, Stranger Things episode. <laughs> 30% off on Amazon right now, 2441 4K UHD. Mama mia. Amanda, you're not listening right now. Okay. Average Wait, letterbox 4.2. It's not going to be available before we record, though, according to this. August 9th is when the 4K drops. Ooh. The 4K's going <laughs> out. Oh, my. <laughs> we'll do it's it okay. twice. We'll do it back to back. Redux in August yeah, we'll do a Redux. for heat. Listen, mm-hmm. the the... The 1080p looks gorgeous. You know? You know that. I know that. We all know it. It's heat time. It's time for heat. It's time for heat. It's time for Michael Mann again. (laughs) Redemption from the Ali episode. Oh my God. You talk about a dud. Wow. (laughs) Ali. But we're here. Retire Will Smith. Jeez. All right. Another ep in the books. We got a lot. We got a lot going on. A lot. We have our next supporter episode planned. We have a date to record it. We haven't announced anything yet for the next supporter string of apps. We have our intern app that will be released soon of Hard Target. And we got Anim August. And, we have, and we have the meetup at the end of August. It's insane. Oh, man. Uh, and also thanks to our friends at Pocket Cast. We didn't forgot to call them out who are spotlighting Tape Deck. Thank you, Pocket. Nice of them to do so in our friend shows. Proto, any closing thoughts as we get ready emotionally for heat? Um, you know, the thing that shocked maybe shocked me the most is that um Hard Boiled came out in 1992, and that Hard Target was the next year. Um, it's amazing what a budget can do for you. You know, mm. I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Mm. Maybe yeah. a big difference in budget. I need to. I need to go deeper. I maybe I'll do a movie insider report this week as to oh my uh, the differences between Hard Boiled and Hard Target, and really get down to the nitty gritty of 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 what happened. What? Where'd his financing go? Goodness. What? Probably won't happen, well, but we'll see. <laughs> just before we go, May Culpa. I just went to Voodoo. There's a Heat <sighs> Director's Definitive Edition 
and it says UHD 499. Oh my. Can we get some people on this? It's on sale for 499 right now on Voodoo. So $500 for a movie. And it syncs to our friends at Movies Anywhere. So you buy it on Voodoo, you can watch it on Prime, you can watch it on Google Play, Apple. The Heat Blu-ray is usually $5 at Best Buy, says Jada Kiss. So, all right, we have some options. 4K, HDR10, Dolby Digital Plus 5.1. Mamma mia. Next week. We'll see you then. Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Ooh.